This is the soundtrack series. This is the soundtrack series. I'm Dana Rossi. Before we start, how, how are you doing? I, I just know that 2016 has not been very good to music so far. Uh, Lemmy, David Bowie, Glenn Fry, and that that's just that was just the three that came to my head first. So it's been rough. So I hope you're doing okay. Now on the episode today, I talked to Joe McGinty. You know Joe McGinty. He was the keyboard player for the Psychedelic Furs. He's played with everyone under the sun. I know over the holidays he played for Ronnie Spector. And what we talk about is how he owns a piano bar called Sid Gold's Request Room on 26th Street in Manhattan. And he runs live piano karaoke there. So we talk about it because it's different than just running a whatever karaoke night at whatever local bar and you hit the button and play a track and now anyone can sing Buffalo Stance. But it's different when you're running a live thing, when you are part of everybody's karaoke song. And Joe tells us how. And by the way, just as a, a side note, in this, Joe and I do actually talk about David Bowie. But if you're wondering why we don't seem to sound sad when we do, it's because I spoke to Joe the day before David Bowie died. And so what you'll hear is two people locked forever in a world that still has David Bowie. Have you read Rob Sheffield's book, uh, Turnaround Bright Eyes? No. <laughs> it's, uh, have you read any of his stuff? There's uh, Talking to Girls About Duran Duran and Love is a Mixtape. I'm familiar with him. Yeah. From his like, Rolling Stone yeah. you know, writing. It's about just his love of karaoke and, and uh, his obsession with it. But what he talks about, he says, nobody's here because they're a great singer. We came because we want to be stars for a night. And how, how true is that, though, with... A situation where, first of all, you're, it's live accompaniment. It's not to the track that everybody is familiar with, but also that you're mixed in with, with actual musicians who know what they're doing. Well, yeah, I think it, it goes both ways because, yeah, you know, people love getting up and being the center of attention and usually their friends are there, like no matter how bad they do, they're being applauded and getting all this love from the audience. Uh, but sometimes when they're really great singers, it's intimidating for you know the regular people that aren't professional musicians and uh you know although it's great when there are great singers there but also you don't want to scare off people because everybody's there because yeah like they sing the song because they love the song and even this one woman who had never sung karaoke before said i totally under get like why rock stars feel so great you know yeah. <laughs> like she sang this song everybody applauded and you know it was like this magical thing that happened for her and of course she's been back several times mm -hmm. uh and uh what she sing do you remember she usually sings Delta Dawn. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? Is karaoke more for the people who get up and know what they're doing? Or is it really more for the people who don't know what they're doing, but get up and really love doing it? I think so, because for some professional musicians, it's like what they do. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, they may sing with a band or they may perform with a band. 
And I mean, I know some really good singers that just come and hang out. They never get up on the mic. You right. know, they just are there to sit back and watch everybody else. Because, you know, what is the term like bus driver's holiday? You know, <laughs> like if you're singing all the time, you know, and it's your livelihood, you know, maybe in your time off, you don't want to sing. You right. just want to relax. Or like know? in my family where we there's a doctor. Uh, my cousin is a doctor and my mother is always asking her for <laughs> right. medical advice. It's like she doesn't want to give medical advice at <laughs> my dad's birthday right yeah so but uh full disclosure i can sing uh my degree is in musical theater so i can but i'm often embarrassed to go to karaoke because i don't want to get up and be able to sing right you rather right (laughs) yeah like what i would rather do is uh what i've taken to doing is uh rap songs as cj on west wing doing the jackal (laughs) so that's what i'll do just sort of get up and have fun and do something fun but get around the fact that i can sing like i don't want to let anybody know i can sing right well sometimes the other thing like that is to do a song you don't know that well you know if you're an actual Ah. singer you know i mean Sometimes I do that, and then sometimes it's actually <laughs> embarrassing. But, you know, you're at least, like, you know, not just getting up and doing a song you know inside out and backwards. Right. Because, you, know? uh, you know, when the other piano players are there, if I'm there hanging out, I'll get up and do a song. And But then I actually can sympathize with some of the singers because you get to the bridge and you're like, oh, I don't remember how this goes. Because <laughs> that happens with me playing piano. And it's like, oh, well, and I'll try to, you know, help out, you know, sing along a little bit. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes that happens like, oh, okay, now I get it. Like, do you jump in on backup? Like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes people need help, you know, and I kind of try to because it's surprising sometimes the lack of time people have. So you really sometimes have to keep people on the beat. (laughs) It is hard when you aren't used to just singing with just a piano accompaniment or just guitar accompaniment, whatever. You know, when you have the radio to help you, like you're singing along to whatever on the radio that that's helping you a lot more than you think it's helping you right and there's no bouncing ball like in the karaoke bars and it's just you're reading the lyrics off of a page you know so it's uh yeah it's definitely more challenging but i think for some people it is more fun but it does does lead to some confusion sometimes Does anybody ever just get up and say, what do you want to do? What? they the, uh, Like people saying, like, what would you like me to sing? Or yeah, like or, you or, pick oh, instead oh, of Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not so much. Oh, no, sometimes people will like, you know, because we have our sign-up slip, you know, it has three, uh, three choices. And usually people put their three choices in for what they want to sing over the course of the evening. But sometimes people are like, pick one, you know, out of these three. And that's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. But then sometimes they say, like, what do you want to sing? And sometimes I don't care. Like, it's like, whatever you want to sing, you know, I can play all three of these equally. <laughs> what do you want to hear me wow with? What, what magic do you want to hear? What do crowds react to more, though? Do they react more to someone? Who, it's like, OK, this is the last time I will ever reference this in public in any way. But did you see the movie My Best Friend's Wedding? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, where they go karaokeing, I guess, and Cameron Diaz gets up and she sings. I don't know if she sings. I say a little prayer, or, or if that. I think just, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of Burt Bacharach song. Yeah, you know, film from what I remember. So she, but she's terrible. She can't sing. Right, you know, right. and 
Julia Roberts thinks like, oh, this is good because like, you know, the guy's not going to like that she can't sing. But then the crowd really loves her because she is vulnerable and she's putting herself out there and she's having fun then at the end. And so that's the thing. It's like, do crowds react more to that kind of singer or to the singer who gets up and just owns the room? Well, it's interesting because, you know, like last night there was one singer that was and she's sort of a regular uh, that was kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. And people did really react. And some people were like, you should sing everything, you know. Yeah. But then there is that thing of like when people try and like they're doing something that's challenging. Yeah. I mean, that gets a good response, too. It's hard to say which is better than the other. But yeah, but they're, they're different for sure. But yeah, there is like that thing of like, you did it. You know, you picked this hard song and you did it. You might not have been perfect. You know, you got up there. You, you know? picked Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> right. Or any, I, Freddie Mercury, a lot harder to sing than I think people oh, yeah. realize that he was an incredible vocalist and musician and that that was, that's anything. Another One Bites the Dust, very hard. Yeah, any of those songs, you know, we have a couple in there, you know, somebody sang We Are the Champions last night and it's like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty That's hard. hard. when somebody is just running a karaoke night and they hit a track right, and like you right. know seven drunk girls sing black velvet right. <laughs> um but it's another thing when you have to actually accompany that person and follow them one when they're not musicians <laughs> oh, two yeah. when they're drunk off their ass right well to me it's not how good or bad they are it's more their attitude or their personality. Like people uh-huh. can be bad and if they're nice, it's kind of okay. But when they're drunk and they're jerks and they're assholes, you know, there's been a few times where I've stopped short. Really? <laughs> and, you know, like half the crowd applauds it. and then But then their friends are like, Wah! you know, like I was like, look. Do you remember a specific time? Yeah, it was like, like four or five drunk dudes. And oh. I think it was like time after time, which isn't even that hard of a song to C- sing. Cindy Lauper? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they were just like, you know, like, like not even melodic, not even rhythmically, just kind of shouting it. I was like, look, <laughs> yeah, come no. on, you guys got to, you know, and then I kind of do this like pity thing of like, oh, I'm trying hard here. Come on, God, you know, like, please, people, you know, like, help me out here. <laughs> and then, so, you know, people literally came up, I was like, thank you for stopping them. But then their friends were like, well, we're going to leave, you know, this place isn't right, you know, these, you know, blah, 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 like, you know, and then I, as an owner, I was like, well, we guys, we lost customers, but those aren't really the customers that we want. That's not who you want in there. So it doesn't really matter. You know what? You don't ruin that was uh, old school, that movie uh, with Will Ferrell, where I think it's him that sings that version of uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, oh, which is yeah. just like, going to see the fucking look in your eye. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then after that, at least around what, 2003, 2004, when I would go karaoke I would see at least one dude get up and do that right. to that or to like random stick songs lady <laughs> babe like just to throw that interpretation into ballads right and totally clips is a very difficult song and it's 
really popular. It I was almost, gonna say, do a lot of people sing that one? Yeah, it, almost every night it gets picked. Sometimes even more than once. If different, you know, the room turns over, different people come, and it's just like it's probably my own fault because I have the album version, <laughs> which is oh, which is long too. Has yeah. an extra instrumental and an extra verse that nobody's heard before, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like I almost feel like. Uh, you know, and I've joked about this too. Like, you should sign a disclaimer before you sing that song that you actually know it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's brilliant. The one, the other one that I think could use a little rest is killing me softly with this song. yeah that's another one that's like and it's long you know and it's slow and you know i've been weeding out some songs that are like that like even sympathy for the devil is just kind of a little oh too my long. god that is long I think <laughs> it's like yeah when you hear it on it's another thing too where it's like you hear it on the radio and you're like yes this song and then you go what four minutes in yeah, you're yeah. like oh this is, we're still whoop, whoop, we're still going <laughs> you know and yeah sometimes you just have to be like that song's too long be, and I'll be playing it. It's like, Oh yeah, I got to eliminate this from the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Note to self. <laughs> or just songs that people go, Oh yeah. Like they're flipping through a book. Even if this is at like karaoke, that's not live piano. And they're like, Hey, I know this song. I want to do this. And then they realize that the, the actual, the reality of doing that song is that it's very repetitive or it's very boring. Somebody once told me about, he did, I'll take you there, but that's really repetitive and boring and goes on and on and on and on and especially on. yeah yeah some songs are a lot longer than you remember and especially with the piano too it's like some songs rely a lot more i mean it's fun to deconstruct the songs and do them on the piano but some rely so much more on the like you were saying grooves in the heart which i do have in the book but that's another one you know there's a rap in that you know but i keep it in there one thing I'll confess to is uh, you can't really let your mind wander. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, and like some of these songs I played so many times, I'll start thinking, like, oh, what, what am I doing tomorrow? Like, what's, you know, and then like you realize like you've totally lost track of yes. the singer. <laughs> Like if it's a song, if they're good and you're kind of like on autopilot, it's okay. But then if they're not, then you're like, oh, sorry, I, you know, <laughs> I, was, I went to the chorus there. And, you know, I'm not uh, infallible. I make mistakes, you know. Sometimes I hit a wrong chord, you know. Um, but you really do have to engage with whoever it is, regardless if they're drunk or jerks or whatever. Yeah. You know? But it's true. You, you know, you could do a kind of a psychology study because you get every type of personality. You know, you get the shy people that are actually pretty good singers but you know and then you get the people that have no inhibitions you know they'll mm. just get up there whether they can sing or not and just want to be in the, the center of attention yeah. you know and uh you know that tends to be more annoying because i yeah. i sympathize and i like the kind of more shy people you know and you yeah. want to help you feel like then you take on this person of like the personality of like yeah being like their teacher or being their helper like encouraging them you know and that's actually kind of nice you know yeah. you and you have this like good vibe uh but yeah it's like when you get the drunk people you just you just want to cut them off right <laughs> nope this this song only has two verses <laughs> and then you know that's when i'll 
encourage extra money in the tip jar because I'll be like, you know, I'll say like, uh, there's a tax on those kind of right, performances. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put in a little extra for that. This is the other thing. I've known a few women like this in my day who uh, they can kind of sing and they get up and do something, a song that's very serious or that, you know, they're getting up and doing like Adele now to get up right. and do something like right. that uh, or songs that are really tear jerky. Uh, but it, it does. It brings the room down like they think they're doing this right. like incredible thing <laughs> that they've built up in their head. Um, it, like Dusty Spring, like uh, you don't have to say you love me, like right. something like that. Right. Not realizing that one, you're not Dusty Springfield. Right. And two, uh, you've, you've just brought the room down. Is it all in the kind of song that people pick to sing? I think so. It's true because a ballad can definitely kill the momentum. Yeah. And uh, although last night the the really good singer sang Open Arms and people loved it. Uh, and then nobody wanted to follow her. Right. <laughs> oh, no. But I think generally, yeah, you want to keep things up. You know, yeah. you want to keep the, yeah, the momentum going and the vibe like up and cheerful. But it's true. Some people get it. That's, that was, I mean, that's the thing with Killing Me Softly is it's slow. And even the Fuji's version is even it's, it's slower than the Roberta Flack. Yes, mean, it has it is. a groove, so he doesn't feel slower. And it's just like you know. And I sometimes shuffle the deck a little bit because I'll see like a bow and I'll kind of push it off a little bit and try to. Oh, okay. You know, and people get a little funny about that. Like, I mean, it's a complicated cue. You know, it's like people put things, and then you'll see like. Some people put all the requests in at once and you don't want to call the same person three times in a row. Right. Or, you know, if you see somebody that's already sang, you put them aside for a little bit because you want to get some new people. Yeah. In. Uh, and that that gets a little tricky, too. But then some people are like, well, I put my song in so long ago. And sometimes I lose track, too. I wonder sometimes uh, about people's attention spans these days because there are songs that are real sing-alongs yeah and what i've noticed is people will sing along with the first chorus and then that's it <laughs> like by the second chorus they're already discussing things with their friends i'm like wait we're at the chorus again it's daydream believer you know uh, yeah. like everybody will sing it like be into it and it's like <laughs> okay well there was one song last night that nobody sang along to and you know this woman who was really nice said like oh i really want to sing oblo di oblo ta you know Hey, you know, I'm not that good of a singer. And I was like, oh, you know, people. But that's all... a good one. And for I was that. like, I mean, that's so. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't worry. People always sing along to this. And nobody yeah. sang along. I was like, oh, okay, no. everybody. And like, I stood up, like, oh, but. And it's like, people were just like chatting. And, you know, like, it's like, oh, sorry. I tried to get people to sing along. What are really big sing along songs besides usually Obladi, Oblado? Uh, can't Take My Eyes Off You. Like, everybody loves that. I, I love you, baby. baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm a believer. Uh, yeah, daydream believer, um, happy together. Oh, okay, uh, you know I can't see me loving nobody, nobody yeah. but you. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's definitely a good go-to. Uh, Build me up, Buttercup. You know, if not the chorus, the sing. You know, the answers. That's a good one. So yeah, it's good to always kind of keep those. I've been trying to do uh, do wa diddy. You know, trying to get people to do the you yeah. know, do wa diddy. Yeah, that's oh, that could okay. be a good one. So you try to keep those on hand and, you know, that's kind of nice too at the kind of towards the end of the night. You just want people to sing along. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know. Do you find that actually that nights organically have themes? People hear someone sing a Supreme song. They hear, you know, girl groups and then like, then all of a sudden it's like a lot of like this 
it's 60s that people do like do, do themes sometimes grow out of nights organically because of what people are hearing other people do and it's like oh yeah i want to do uh interesting i hadn't noticed that but that's a good thought you know because i feel like yeah like if somebody does be my baby you might hear he's a rebel you know or something like that yeah but uh i haven't been paying attention but it's possible you know it might be something that somebody like observing would notice i guess yeah um but that's a that's a thought for sure you have know? you ever had a planned uh theme night where everybody has to do 90 songs everybody has to do the beatles whatever i've thought about that i tried to do that on halloween i mean i didn't make it mandatory but i had a lot of halloween options you know like the monster mash and things right. like that and people you know, it didn't become the overall theme of the night, but people did pick Halloween songs, so that was good. And, you know, we had Christmas songs, uh, and, that, you know, things got kind of Christmassy oh, yeah. you know, towards the holidays. But that is, and I thought about that, actually, about, like, last night was both uh, David Bowie's birthday yeah. and Elvis Presley's. So, you know, I was encouraging people to do Elvis songs or David Bowie songs, and I, I think it did steer it in that direction a little bit. Oh, okay. And, and did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, I mean, more Elvis than David Bowie. We, I only really have a couple David Bowie songs in there, and they're tricky. Life on Mars. Oh, was, oh, you have Life on Mars in there. <laughs> yeah, there are easier ones oh. I probably could have could probably add. But uh, have you heard Barbara Streisand's version? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's on 1974's Butterfly. If anybody wants to listen, yeah, it's her uh, where it shouldn't be. It's, yeah. it's like. Yeah. Uh, which, what other Bowie song do you have in your... I have Ziggy Stardust, which okay. is uh, oh a lot... You picked, like, the two most, like, <laughs> theatrical. It's all in how you put over the song. Even one of the greatest singers of all time <laughs> sort of ruined it. Uh, like, right. kind of... I have changes. That's, okay, that's right, pretty... That's, yeah. that's a little easier. Um, yeah. I should add some more Bowie, thinking out loud. But, yeah. Yeah, there are a pretty good amount of uh, Elvis and David Bowie's. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Lock your Soyuz hatch and put your... That reminded me, with two very popular artists like Elvis and David Bowie, does anybody try to come up to you and impress you with their knowledge of the most obscure Elvis song? Do you know this one? Do you know know Buttermilk Farm? You don't, but... But like, yeah, does does anybody try to come up and impress you with their knowledge of obscure whoever songs? Uh, Surprisingly not. Uh, And there are a couple of fairly obscure things in there like uh orange skies by love and you know maybe that's been done just like a handful of times in the whole time i've done it there but then people appreciate it that it's in there um, and you have sparks in there I was yeah i know about that. Wait, which sparks do you have in there though? i have uh all you ever think about is sex which okay. is uh you know a personal favorite but i don't think anybody's ever picked that <laughs> would you do this town ain't big enough for the both that of us? that would be good that's a hard song to sing <laughs> <Yes>. though <laughs> it's like that's ones you just have to get up and have fun with and right. not care what you sounded like. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that's what I'm going to come in and do. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, one of the David Wayne ones was uh, added up by the Violent Femmes, which was pretty fun. And that's, you know, a song that goes on for a while, oh but my it's God, yeah. fun though, you know, and it has the whole, speaking of like 
it's that acapella beginning and then it kind of kicks into it uh, that's the thing too is when you when you start a song that's just the acapella beginning uh at least you're able to give them a note and right. then like they're gonna sing in that key uh-huh. you say i'm i want to sing oh sherry uh at you know karaoke or whatever know, <laughs> like, like what you start, happens yeah <laughs> you start in whatever key and then it's like the music comes in and right. you, i don't know yeah at least you're like here it is here's your first note yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else does david wayne like to sing uh he's saying uh got to be somebody's baby um he also requested uh duran duran wild boys what else was there he gave me like four songs that was the only one he did because we just didn't have time to get to all right. of them. <laughs> uh, there were some oh, cars so david songs. wayne is a put a bunch of songs in the pile <laughs> hey why didn't you pick my second third fourth and fifth right. song <laughs> So did Bill Murray sing when he was? He there? didn't sing. What? People were encouraging him, and he got up on the mic a couple of times. Uh, Angela McCluskey requested Goldfinger, and she was really having. A, she's a great singer, but she was having a hard time with it, and she was, and she's really fun because that's an. In- incredible song i and know like, i was surprised because she is an amazing singer like you know i've heard her blow the roof off many times but she just couldn't get it and she was like getting all flustered and she's like no 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 stop and then bill murray got up and he's like we have to find another song for this girl you know like i think there's what do you think you know and he kind of like Aww. yeah there's gonna be uh bloodshed there's gonna be you know mayhem so then we did i can't remember what we switched it to like will you love me tomorrow or you know something like that but then at the end of the night he got up and people were like sing something he's like he made up some silly excuse like you know i've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow and he said no singing or you know after midnight or something like that and uh seth herzog he was like it's seth's night he should sing again because he wasn't very good last time <laughs> so uh He's he didn't actually sing but he was singing along because i was kind of watching him keep it like keeping you know my eye out for him yeah, keeping track of him and uh like i saw him sing along to a lot of stuff in the crowd like uh time after time he was like yeah. if you're lost you know like getting into it and he had a great time he was very complimentary of the space and uh my other uh you know i've worked with paul schaefer we've crossed paths oh a bunch yeah of times. and you know, I've emailed him a couple of times saying like, hey, you probably have some free time. Yeah. Bye. And I said to Bill Murray, I was like, you know, I keep trying to get Paul Schaefer to do something. He was like, oh, I can make that happen. <laughs> well, you know, whether how <laughs> well, sincere right. it was, I don't know. But it was nice of him to say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure he was sincere. It's just I think it's probably a matter of like when he remembers to do it. Right. If it ever, yeah, the situation presents himself. It was yeah. very nice of him. Yeah, for sure. He was super calm. He was like, oh, I love this place. You know, he stayed closing you know close the place down. <laughs> bill murray closed the place <laughs> oh my god and maybe it was that thing like we were talking about before where it's somebody who does it all the time or is famous for doing it right that they right. they want to come and just have a good time and watch everybody else do it right exactly yeah i think he was just enjoying being part of the crowd and just taking it all in you know um and uh i certainly respect anybody like that like you know i know tony collette um oh and uh she used to come to the Manhattan Inn. She was living in Brooklyn at the time. Yeah. And uh, her husband's a musician. So he knew a lot of the like Australian musicians that live in Greenpoint, like Liam Finn, uh, okay. Liam Finn's son. So anyway, uh, she was in town 
and uh, you know she texted me at like 1.30. You know, she's, you know, doing stuff for her last movie. I think I Love You Always. And okay. uh, she's like, can we still come down? I was like, we close it too, but definitely come down. But yeah, you of know? course. So we stayed open. I mean, we kind of did the old, you know, pulled the gate down. It was her and Michael Stipe and myself. And <laughs> wow. The, Paul, the co-owner. And, you know, he was going to take a picture and they were like, oh, come on, no pictures. And we had, you have to respect that. You yeah. know, you want to be the kind of place where people feel safe and it's not yeah. going to be like you know crazy all over the place and uh so not it was like really a nice. looky-loo kind of place but where it's just like where people can just sort of come in and be like in the theater district there's that restaurant joe allen right where right. a lot of the uh i did coat check there a few times, <laughs> but no where a lot of you know celebrities go just to like they were just in you know a show down the street and now they want to come in and have a drink right and, and they can just be themselves and, an, and just be the upstairs place too there's like a place like bar centrale I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's like another sort of like yeah Broadway kind of hangout. Yeah, it's like so. Yeah, you want to kind of be that kind of place because you want those people to come back. Yeah. And so far, like everybody's like, yeah, you know, Keegan Michael Key just had a yeah. great time. You know, <laughs> at New Year's. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I, saw that. <laughs> I didn't go. So this is the part uh, which is uh, one song, tell a story, a memory that you always, for whatever reason, connect to a particular song. A particular song. I know. I was thinking about this, and uh, there are so many, uh, you know, from songs that I hear, and it reminds me of like being in the back of the station wagon with the family, right. or uh, you know, the first time I heard a particular song. But I decided to uh, the song I'm going to talk about is New York, New York. Shortly after 9/11, I was uh, booked you know, before 9-11 to play uh, a party on a rooftop in Gowanus. And it was sort of like this art group. And I can't remember their name. Um, and, you know, they made it this like Vegas party with like fake roulette wheels. There was like a kissing booth, uh, you know, people strolling around all these different stations. And you had a really nice view of Manhattan, you know, and it was like, whatever, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. So we had a little piano karaoke set up there. And it was the usual, you know, somebody come up and do a song and they'd leave. And then somebody asked for New York, New York, and, you know, they start singing it. And then suddenly, like, this crowd started forming. And, like, suddenly, like, everybody gathered around and sang along to New York, New York. And it was just so, like, emotional, like, just, you know, their affirmation of, like, we love New York, we live in New York, we're all together here, uh, this is why we're here, you know, we're surviving. And just, like, it just was this really kind of emotional moment and that's a song you've heard your whole life you know like it kind of changed my feeling for that song because it was like yeah it was just this, like this really confusing time in new york city you know like it seemed like just you're in this like daze and uh it was just great you know just like to have that kind of emotional connection like we're all here like these are all strangers but we're bonding together to sing this song about new york and how great it is and how great it is to be here and fuck that thing that happened we're here you know and we're you know gonna get through it. it's a really strong memory and we did a rat pack losers lounge and that's the song i sang it was like the one that just had this connection for me awesome <laughs> thank you so much joe mcginty musician co-owner of sid gold's request room all around amazing person thank you so much for doing this uh, thanks for having me all right this has been the soundtrack series thanks for listening <laughs>